Welcome to the next best podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America, and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. First time we have done this show, Chris, where you are holding a prop. I know the listeners can't appreciate the fact that you are holding a hockey stick. You know it. Chris Smith, our marketing producer here at King 5, diehard hockey fan. He was online right at 10 a.m. to get his hockey tickets, his, put his deposit in towards the Seattle NHL franchise, and he, he carries this around the office, and I thought I'd borrow it for a little bit. Now, let's say somebody just woke up from a deep, deep slumber. They've been hibernating. They have no idea what's happening. Uh, This has been kind of a hurry up and wait game. In fact, you and I have been doing this podcast now for over a year. Yes. When we started, it was a whole other conversation. Then we shifted towards the arena situation because Chris Hansen bought some land down here in Soto. We look at it. Right now, you've got the curtain open behind you. You I can look directly out and I can see the land that he owns where the proposed Soto Arena, the potential return of the Sonics. That was kind of what got you and I very excited, so we've been following that. Of course, the conversation took a twist, started to become NHL-heavy, hockey-heavy as that took the front pages. It's hard to believe that here we are this week, season tickets went on sale, and it's become very, very dramatic. Well, yeah, and and it seems like the, the momentum is massive right now. All this talk for so many years... I think it shows now that the NHL was right to, to flirt with Seattle. Yeah. Uh, it's f- for, what, five, six, seven years now talking about putting a, a franchise here and what happens when you have an arena plan ready to go. And uh, what we saw now this week was a massive response exceeding expectations for the ticket drive to put down deposits for season tickets. Yeah. 10,000 in 12 minutes. That was the goal, right? 10,000 was the goal. Now, we should back up a bit because you were rubbing elbows with kind of the big shots involved, the big three. Yeah, David Bonderman, who is uh, the lead money man behind this. Jerry Bruckheimer, the Hollywood producer, and Tim Laiwicki, who we've talked about with the Oakview Group, who has led the efforts uh, to basically rebuild at the Key Arena site. And, yeah, we talked to them and – it was it was very interesting because you think Jerry Bruckheimer, the man who's yeah. produced Top Gun and the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, the Beverly Hills Cop, big deal. All yeah. these summer blockbusters. You think when he walks through a door, you're going to see fireworks? Right. Like no. A WWE. Entrance. Yeah. No. No. No fireworks. Yeah. You admit he was very reserved. Didn't have. He much. he was very very focused and and. David Bonderman describes him as the soul of this future franchise, that he's going to be the one who probably takes a more day-to-day role in in how the franchise runs and and how it interacts with fans. And uh, he was very thoughtful when talking about the the potential NHL franchise, ticket sales, that it was going to be about Seattle. It wasn't going to be a Hollywood production. I tried right. to tried to bait him by saying, "Hey, is Jack Sparrow going to come running down the building, or are you going to you know jump off and explosions and all that?" He said, "No, he it's going to be bait. going to be about Seattle." But David Bonderman, it struck me, uh, he is a very uh, reserved speaker, kind of a quiet speaker, yeah. but has a very dry sense of humor. 
Uh, and I think if if we see that a lot from him here in Seattle over the coming months and years, uh, I think people will probably like it. Yeah. Uh, it. It was funny. I said, this is a $1.3 billion proposition here be, between building the arena and buying the team. I said, that is a lot of money. And without even skipping a beat, he said, that's what my wife says. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, we, well, all, we all laughed. So uh, just like the rest of us, he's got to answer to the CFO at home. Yes, exactly. I see. Okay. Yeah, uh, but he uh, he was he was very diplomatic, uh, funny at times. Uh, talked about there's 40 to 50 names, potential franchise yeah. names that have come in. Uh, I said steelheads, sockeyes, totems. metropolitans, totems. He said keep them coming, keep them coming. And, yeah. and Jerry Bruckheimer uh, said that they're going to make enemies, they're going to make fa- fans uh, based on what name they pick. But there will be a public process out of yeah. all this. But it really it was the first time that Jerry Bruckheimer and David Bonderman, through the course of this entire process, have really come out of hiding to talk publicly. Uh, about this building and about the NHL, and they were they were really trying to kind of limit the expectations in the conversation that we had before the ticket deposit, saying that they didn't want to put a number out there, they didn't want to put a timeline out right. there, they just want to show uh, a message to the the league that there is support here for an NHL franchise. But I tell you what, after those numbers came in, ten thousand in twelve minutes, twenty five thousand in an hour. Tim Lywicki and Jerry Bruckheimer, the base of the Space Needle, could not stop smiling and looking at their phones and whispering and all the people associated with Oakview, Oakview Group uh, and, and this whole process, looking at each other's phones and laughing and giggling and, and nudging each other. I mean, this was not what they expected. They were hoping to get 10000 over the course of the weekend, and they got it in 12 minutes. And to pull back the curtain a little bit, you admitted to me that in a conversation you had with them all but, what, 12 hours earlier, they actually asked you for your take on, what do you think? Are we going to get that 10,000 here in Seattle? Tell everybody what happened. And I said 48 to 72 hours, and they thought that was optimistic. You even got a hug. I even got a, I got a hug out of that. Uh, 48 to 72 hours is what I thought would happen based on what we've talked about with this community and the and the interest in the NHL versus the NBA, based on what we've seen in Vegas, based on the price point, five hundred dollars per ticket, a thousand for per club, that seemed like a lot to ask of people. But yeah, ten thousand in twelve minutes. I mean, we saw the the website here. We were, we were testing it as they right. went on sale, and you know, Chris Smith was able to get through, who I mentioned, but others were not, and it right. was tough to get through. And I was looking at Twitter, and a lot of people were saying. Here we go again with Ticketmaster. Yeah. The website's failing, but it seems like after the first 15, 20 minutes, a lot of people got through. And now we know and not, why. And now we know why. Because a lot of people buyers. were sitting, a lot of people were sitting there at 10 a.m. Tim Lywicki had said in our interview, it's better to do it at, to jump in at 10:01 versus 11:01 because of the numbering system, and you'd have a higher pecking order right. if you jumped on early. So I think that added to it. But the the website held up. That's always the worst fear of anybody who's doing an online sure. sale. And uh, they got a lot of people. And this is the show me the money phase. A lot of my friends were even texting saying, I'm confused. So if I put down my 500 for these regular seats or 1,000 for something more glamorous, are these my seats or no? This is really just kind of a, a hypothetical placeholder. Yes. You know, this is a you know put up or shut up kind of situation. And Seattle has put up, right? I mean, they were a bit nervous because the only obvious comp in a hot housing market like, like this in Seattle, <laughs> you have to say comps, uh, would be, of course, what's happening in Las Vegas. You know, yeah. That's the most recent expansion team. They've done really, really well. They made a big splash, so people wondered, would we fall on our face? And I would imagine that the big three 
behind the scenes. Of course, they've got the money to put up and they put themselves a rather lofty uh, non-refundable deposit just to hold their place in a potential NHL team. But of course, they must have been a bit nervous that just because it worked out well in Vegas doesn't mean it's going to work out well here. But the city has uh, spoken in volumes. Over 20,000 people said, here, here's my money, take it. Yeah, and it's not going into any sort of fund that's going to collect interest. You're basically putting this money yeah. into a, a fund that's going to sit there for nine to 10 months. And and then when the ticket packages are announced, that's when we'll see uh, just how many people follow through on all this. Uh, Tim Laiwicki has said, you'll get your money back. Uh, but you know how many people are going to sign up for what could be, I mean, just throw out a round number of 100 bucks in the lower bowl. The tickets are going to be 100 bucks or more. Right. So you're talking about $4,400 a seat. Are people yeah, going to follow? Home games. Yeah. yeah. People are going to, you know, are they going to balk at that? Are they going to, you know, say, I only need a quarter season or a half season? You know, that that's when I think we'll see just how many people sign up. But if the goal was 10,000, they're going to have more than 10,000. Uh, as a season ticket base, and that's extremely good for a franchise getting off the ground, building interest uh, in 2020 before any sort of NBA team comes here. Is it fascinating for you to see the uh, new interest in, you know, this is an area that, you know, hockey, for the most part, is foreign to them. Of course, we have the Thunderbirds and the Silver There's a Stanley Cup, Chris. Yes, but, you know, I mean, it's been many, many moons since uh, professional hockey was in this town, so a lot of us had to wonder, would the passion be there? Would the buyers be there? Uh, I ran across town today because we are, of course, competing with Emerald City Comic Con. Oh, happening yes. Right now, tens of thousands of people taking over the center of downtown for that. I went over to pick up my credentials. I'm going to go do some coverage there for the TV side of things for King 5. And the first thing that someone said to me when they saw me was, hey, we got a hockey team coming. What about those Sonics? So people are, of course, very excited. I think everybody's overwhelmed by the support and, and the ticket sales or the hypothetical ticket sales. But, of course, there is that underlying layer of people saying, is this just distracting from the Sonics and the NBA? That's what so many people uh, are, are dreaming about and wondering. For me, I'm looking at this as a very positive side. I'm one of the people who put down money today that I didn't have to get these tickets, hopefully. But I'm hoping that this is not a distraction from the NBA. If anything, this is showing, hey, look at the sports fans in Seattle for this sport that wasn't necessarily the front runner. They're putting up that kind of money for hockey. Yes, and, and and to your question about the Sonics uh, and that team ever coming back, David Bonderman uh, is a minority owner in the NBA's Boston Celtics. Right. And I said, I, I phrased the question, you'd have to go back and listen to it. I'd be slapped upside the head if I didn't ask you, as a minority owner of the Boston Celtics, what about the NBA? And uh, he said that uh, he has told Adam Silver that if a team is available, he wants to go after it. Whether that means expansion or relocation is anyone's guess. But he says he's interested in being the NBA owner as well. And and this kind of ticket sales, uh, the deposit sales, really, I think, could open up some eyes at the NBA, that there is a hunger, there is money in this market. I'm surprised that they sold so many in a short amount of time based on that price point. Uh, So that tells you the kind of money that's in this market, and and that's got to be appealing to the NBA. You know that there are people in the NBA league office in New York saying, look at what just happened in Seattle. Yeah, and as two guys who are are both bleeding for basketball to come back, we essentially started this version of the Next Best Podcast to talk about the arena situation and waiting and hoping and being ready when news happens on the NBA front. 
it's hard to not be excited about what's happening with the hockey thing. I don't think it needs to be mutually exclusive. I think we can just be happy uh, to be happy about the fact that something is happening. It looks like all but a formality that we will have a hockey team in Seattle. So we want to turn to you, our loyal listeners, both of you, and ask... What all of this means to you? Are you excited about hockey? Did you get your tickets? Are you in line for those season tickets? Or are you upset? Are you boiling? Are you angry that this is not NBA news, that Chris Hansen and the Soto group are looking from the outside? And try to temper your anger. Let's be constructive. We don't want to actually fight because, you know, you can get five for fighting. That's a hockey term. I don't, I don't mean the band. That's the worst name I ever heard. Let us know. 206-448-3600. If you're thoughtful, if you're creative, we would love to include you on the show. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. Great stuff, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. On Twitter and Instagram, at Next Best Pod, this is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast. <laughs>